0: The Your Mark on the World show is made possible by our sponsors, including ACLA Impact, Seed Equity Ventures, and Clean Energy Advisors.
1: Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another change maker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. And I'm a Forbes contributor covering social entrepreneurship and impact investing. And today we're very fortunate to have with us Kathy Clark. She's the director of the Case I-3 Initiative on Impact Investing and an adjunct professor at Duke University. Kathy, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much, Devin. I'm glad to be here.
0: Well, we're thrilled. You're also the author of what I think is the definitive book on impact investing, uh, I think you call it uh, the impact investor. Is that right?
2: That's right. Along with two other wonderful co-authors.
0: Yes, uh, Jed and Ben were your co-authors. Jed Emerson and Ben Thornley, right? Uh, That's right. My partners in crime. Uh, but just absolutely a brilliant, brilliant uh, book, and so I, I recommend that to anyone who's interested in impact investing because it it really does provide uh, a rich strong foundation for then growing your understanding of this space so but i want to talk about your more recent work on this idea of creating impact classes to parallel asset classes Uh, where did that idea come
2: from so the idea actually came from some work we were doing with the omidyar network Um, Oman Yar had been having some conversations with um, funds and others as part of the task force that was set up for the the on social impact investing as part of the G8 process. Um, And during those conversations, we said, you know, there's a lot of things that go under the big tent of impact investing. Um, And we were trying in that process to define what are the tables that go under that tent. And we realized as part of that process, we really couldn't do that. But that in conversation, it was coming up. Where people are saying, well, is that really part of impact investing? You know, is am I like you or I someone else? I was just on the phone this morning with someone um in the UK who was telling someone about what they were doing, and someone was saying, Well, that's not impact investing. And you know, so so we have a we have a definition and boundary and inclusion problem. Um, and we also have an organization problem because if you can't find people who are doing things that you want to do or that you want to do with them easily. Um, this is a much less efficient marketplace and and perhaps less impactful marketplace than, than we all want. And so Omidyar said, could you help us think about this? And so um, they engaged uh, Tideline, uh, which is the firm that Ben now uh, is part of, and myself, to say, well, how would we maybe segment this field in some more useful ways? And we didn't start out with the idea that we were talking about impact. Um, we, we just said, "What's what's going on with the field writ large? Um, and what can we learn uh, about how we could improve the way things are organized or classified? And so we, had a, we started with a series of conversations actually almost a year ago um, at the SoCap conference in uh, 2015, um, and then we um, did a series of interviews over several months, and had several gatherings uh, uh, of some of you know different kinds of players and institutions in the space, and basically said to them, "What's difficult for you when you're trying to describe what you do in the in this broader field?" of, you know, many different kinds of um, supply side institutions, many different kinds of uh, organizations doing the work, what is, you know, uh, what is, what's, what's easy and what's hard. And what came out for us, um, which was somewhat reassuring, is that when people were trying to organize themselves um, to talk about financial things, it was actually pretty clear. People would talk about the asset class they were in. They would talk about the target return. They would talk about their vehicle. We have all the vocabulary for that. Whether that's shared effectively is a different story, but the vocabulary exists. And so if you're trying to figure out, you know, how many funds do early stage debt in Nigeria for health, you can find that. Um, And and people who are doing similar things, well, I'm doing that in Kenya. Okay, I can find them too and you can can collaborate. But when you say, well, how do you find people who are trying to, um, you know, create a new kind of business model um, within health uh, that hasn't existed before for this problem. And people kind of say, I have no idea how to, how to even think about that. Or, you know, are you trying to directly impact um, people's lives in certain very tangible ways? Are you trying to kind of do a good thing and make something that's already happening, you know, kind of be better. And people kind of say, I don't really know. And I say, well, do you know whether your investments do one or the other? Well, no, we don't really know. Uh, And so So it became...
0: How do you you begin to break this down? You've been working on this now for a year. Um, Do you have some categories that you're starting to frame up?
2: We do, and it's complicated, and it's a little bit like the making of the sausage. You know, when we open it up, people's eyes glaze over <laughs> because it's, it's really complicated. So, you know, what we're trying to do fundamentally is say, could we come up with a set of labels, right? So classifications is, is the idea of it as a label. And if you think of the analogy of asset class, when something's in an asset class, it doesn't tell you exactly what the return is going to be, but it says there's some common characteristics, right and so within so
0: we know when when we look at uh, a bond offering a municipal bond offering we know to expect something different than an investment in a venture fund
2: exactly and that those asset classes have allowed a whole variety of really great things to happen in the marketplace around diversification of your portfolio and realizing that you might want some more of this and some less of this and you know people developing principles around that and so we're saying well what would those common characteristics or those differentiating characteristics be on the impact side and so we're somewhere between right the really simple which is what we've had for the past five years which is impact first or finance first which is very blunt and not all that helpful and the 260 questions or the 350, the 260 that are in the B-Lab survey and the 350 iris metrics, right? So we're somewhere in between two <laughs> and 360 and saying, could we collapse that down into a few key things that would allow us to create a, a subset of categories that people kind of get, <laughs> that, yes. that makes
0: sense to me. 25 would be helpful because it would allow an investor, right, to be able to look at a at a, at a at an investment, yes. these are the ask, the impact categories this hits. Bam,
2: right? And I it's and 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 and, and just now. quickly say this is what this is intended to do. It's not a rating. It's not a judgment. It's neutral. It says, are you doing, you know, apples? Or are you doing light bulbs? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a descriptor. Um, and so what we did is we went to the people who would classify themselves, which are the funds or the people who would use the classifications, which are wealth managers and asset managers, and said, what do you think are the most important characteristics? And a bunch of things came out of that. Um, one of them is what is the state of the market that you're in? And can you categorize that in some simple ways? Another one is, what's the type of impact evidence that the investor should expect back from this investment? Should they expect a detailed report of, you know, How many solar panels were sold or how many people got out of poverty as a result of that? Or should they expect to be like, I'm glad I'm investing in solar and that's just fine. (laughs) So that that's an, an interesting one. And the other one that we talked a lot about is what are the characteristics of the people who are actually benefiting from this investment? Are they poor? Are they in developing countries? Do yeah. they have some other sort of disability? Are they minority population? And those are the kinds of things that if you think about the history of impact investing, you know, which, as you know, is there a big history in the U.S. around community development finance, and there's a very large history over the past 50 years around microfinance. Those were some of the questions that actually led to the sure. creation of this field. So we're but saying, we, could we, we recapture can, those?
0: We can think of cancer research and projects that advance it as being a good example of things that may benefit primarily rich people, right? Most rich people get cancer. Most cancer treatments are very expensive and only available to the wealthy. So the inherent bias of it. So I think it, it's an interesting twist to look at the who is impacted as part of that analysis. I, I think it's, it, it's clear
2: you are on to something, Kathy. Um, but then we have to actually find, try to figure out how to do it. And that's, that's you know, this is the rub, which is this is actually very complex. And we're boiling complexity down to something very simple that people can understand and use. And that's going to take us a little bit more time to do. We put out this working paper to say, here's what we're thinking so that we could get a lot of feedback. And we've gotten quite a bit. Um, and we also have, and we're very excited by this and would like to see more. We have groups coming to us and saying, can we help you? test out a classification. So can you get it a little bit farther to the point where there's six classes and they have names and can we take it and actually try to label ourselves and see if it works, see if it differentiates us in the ways that actually make sense when we're trying to do business.
0: Yeah. Well, it is uh, exciting to see this progress. Now, one of the things that you are doing That is inherent in this project that is in part part of the strategy of the project is to collaborate. And I wonder if you would just comment on collaboration in this context, because I think it's a really important principle for social entrepreneurs and impact investors to be thinking and thoughtful about collaboration. You're in the middle of it. What are some of the lessons you've learned?
2: I love that you pulled out that theme. I'm very rarely asked about that, Devin. So I, I think it's great that you asked. I we actually did a session yesterday. We do a session every year for our incoming MBA students who are interested in social impact. Um, and one of the things that we tell them uh, is, you know, when you think about social entrepreneurship, social entrepreneurship, you know, this idea of using enterprise as a as a way to change large systems, eventually, um, you know, it is it is many in many ways harder than trying to just run a business because you are never going to change a system without collaborating with many other players and, and often other sectors. So if you're a nonprofit, you're going to end up collaborating with government and for profits, right? If you're a for-profit social enterprise, you're going to end up eventually intersecting um, with these other sectors where you have to exert soft influence. You have to um, hear what their motivations are or dig for their motivations to make sure you're actually meeting their needs and, and not just your own. And there's a whole other set of skills around that. So in a sense, um, you know, this idea of collaboration I think is, is inherent to this idea of social change um, both on the social entrepreneurship side and on the impact investing side, which is you are trying to actually change very large and very tough problems, and it's an intersector exercise. We call it trisector leadership, and we actually try to arm our students uh, with skills and experiences in, in exercising this kind of leadership um, because we think that they won't succeed as well without it.
0: When you talk about trisector, what three sectors are you talking? About?
2: I'm talking about uh, public, private, and nonprofit. You know, so government, business, and the nonprofit sector. And and we talk about how you need to speak the language of all three sectors. And that's something that came out in the book that you mentioned when we studied these very successful impact investing funds. It surprised us to realize that all of them in their founding teams had experience across across all three sectors. We thought we would find a whole bunch of very, very, very well-rounded finance people. But we found that they had experienced, they had zigzagged across their careers. And that was significant because they were able to interest um, and partner with people who wanted to actually invest in the outcomes that they were trying to produce. And those people were often from the government and philanthropic sectors.
0: Kathy, I wanna take advantage of the opportunity to have you on the show, to ask you a couple of more personal insights, just to to, to, we love to get to know great people. Here, Here we have a great person on the show, people really look up to you. A lot of people look up. I I have fun. I'm really active on Twitter and it's been fun to watch the the reaction on Twitter of some really remarkable people tweeting about uh, our discussion. And it's Mm -hmm. not because of me, it's because of you. And I know this because they don't tweet when I have other people on. Uh, So (laughs) it's great. Uh, You are a leader, but I wonder who
2: you look up to as a role model. It's such a great question. Um, I really look up to people who have integrity about their values and, um, and act on that in ways that are, you know, that are important, um, and that are kind. So, um, You know, one of my great mentors uh, was actually Greg Dees, who is the founder of Case, um, who passed away a number of years ago, um, who embodied all of those things and brought me here and I am trying to live up to uh, those characteristics that that he created, and I am really dedicated to doing that. So, uh, if Twitter helps, that's great. Um, but there are, you know, there are a lot of people in this space that bring those characteristics to the to what they do every single day. Um, and I think one of the joys of what I do is that I get to interact with them, I get to support them, um, I get to help them along their path and along their journeys. And it's just, it's an amazing privilege. Oh, that's fantastic.
0: Now, Kathy, uh, we—you could be doing anything. Clearly, you are an extremely capable person. You, you, you get along well with people. You're super smart. Uh, you write well. The question, I guess, I want to ask is: uh, um, all the things you could do, why pursue impact investing? Why, why devote yourself to that?
2: Um. I got to impact investing through working with social entrepreneurs. One of my, I, uh, it was not my first job out of college, but my second job out of college um, was working with the the Aspen Institute. And I got recruited to work in New York for a foundation uh, that was being run at the time by the co-founder of Sesame Street. And he was at the end of his career. Um, and, you know, I, I almost like, choked up when I had my interview with him because I said, oh my God, you know, you taught me and everyone I know how to read, right? And so the, the amazing impact of that kind of blew me away. But as we started to talk and we started to talk and, and as I started to work with social entrepreneurs, I realized that capital is, has been a huge barrier to helping innovation succeed and get to a scale that actually matters and the problems that, that we have. Innovation is a wonderful thing, but if it stays small and doesn't actually help a lot of people, um, you know, we've, we've, we've lost something. And so to me, impact investing is a tool. It's a tool to um, help great people continue to do the great things that they're doing. What's interesting to me is that now it's actually turned around, and now it's been, you know, now we're actually looking at, oh, my gosh, can this, could this actually affect the way that everyone invests? Right. So so whether or not they're thinking of that small social entrepreneur, but they're thinking, you know, I, I everyone has has almost everyone has some sort of capital. And what could what what do they want to do with that? That's consistent with their values. That has become so much more powerful and so exciting to me. Um, but my my heart and core is still around But there's these incredible people and we've got to let them do it, what they need to do. And we have to create capital that supports them in just the way that they need it Um, because it's too important not to.
0: Yeah. One last question, Kathy. We, We like to ask all of our guests for an impact hack, a tip that would help us to do more good. What would be your
2: impact hack? My impact hack is to listen, to truly listen, whether that's listening to your customer, whether that's listening to your investor, whether that's listening to your MBA student, you know, who is knocking on your door uh, and not sure exactly what they want, but they're, they're trying to get there. And I sit and I listen and I learn so much. And I feel like a lot of this field is letting yourself learn because people are out there discovering things, right? The agency that we have when people think of themselves as change agents um, and that, you know, that, that echoing Green Fellows and, and students at universities all over the globe are digging into problems and learning. And it, that we can listen and learn from that as well. It's just, it's, it's it's, really fun.
0: Oh, fantastic. I think that is a great impact hack. Listen, really listen. Well, uh, Kathy, we're just thrilled to have had you on the show. I really appreciate your time. Before you go, tell people how they can learn more about your work and how they can connect with you personally.
2: Sure. The best way to learn about our work is through our website, which is www.casei3.org. Or they can follow me on Twitter, which is at Kathy with a C, H-C.
0: Fantastic. Well, Kathy, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us. We wish you every success in getting the world to adopt some impact classes. (laughs) Thank you so much, Devin. All righty. Let's do some good. At the intersection of financial services and social media gate global impact, GGI uses new market infrastructure to facilitate investments in organizations that deliver a societal, environmental, and or a cause-related benefit in addition to a financial return. Seed Equity Ventures is a registered broker-dealer with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission and a member of both FINRA and SIPC providing investment banking services to startups globally. SeedEquity's mission is to find the best and brightest entrepreneurs and connect them with global investors. Clean Energy Advisors creates investment opportunities in the renewable energy sector that provide clients with a predictable income, preservation of capital, and positive impact. Clean Energy Advisors is committed to providing clients with investment opportunities with both market rates of return and measurable impact.
1: Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts On Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devonthorpe subscribe to this podcast on stitcher or itunes by searching for your mark on the world every weekday Devin hosts a CEO celebrity entrepreneur or other change maker here on the your mark on the world show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark Devin is a champion of social good writing about advocating for and advising people who are doing good he is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.